Matt and Becky Hancock serve the Lord in Cambodia, and we're so glad to have you with us tonight. He's home for uh, his brother's wedding, and uh, we're glad to, to be able to come and give us a report. He's going to sing for us and preach to us tonight. Let's ask uh, the Lord's blessing upon him. Our gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for calling people into your work. We thank you that you're still giving out the gospel call and using individuals to go in places where your work is small or where people have not heard and all kinds of places. Lord, as we often pray for this dear family, we even tonight pray for their protection and for their blessing. Would you put your hand of blessing upon them and prosper their work? Give them physical strength. We pray for Becky and the, the precious ones as they're separated from Matt just now. We know that uh, their hearts are, are here with him and his with them. Now bless this night, Lord. We believe this is at your appointment. and We pray that you would use our dear brother to minister to us. In Jesus' precious name, amen. We have been assured again and again of your prayers and, and your uh, words of encouragement and your, your gifts too, even sending gifts for our uh, little daughter, Hope, who was born at uh, the end of this last year. Uh, I wanted to start by sharing a song here um, that I just finished recently um, putting together after uh, a funeral that took place right next to our neighbor uh, was an elderly man who passed away uh, of stomach cancer. And he, uh, he, they were very, very religious Buddhists. We were able to share some, um, the gospel with them through some tracts, but uh, still are, were very limited in communication uh, because of language. But uh, he, his passing um, brought about the, a seven-day funeral and uh, it was quite complicated to, uh, to us to see all the different ceremonies that went on. But for seven days uh, straight, we had um, Buddhist monks come next door and, and uh, chant and uh, many different types of music, including uh, drums and gongs. And um, it was very sobering for us to, uh, to see them sorrow without hope. Uh, and through, through the difficulty of that... Um, I, I began thinking more and more about the lostness of the people our eyes were opened is to see in a new way how lost the people all around us were. And so um, I wrote these words about, um, about God's, God's call for us to open their eyes. Hear the groans of the lost deep in darkness, stumbling round in their endless night. Though they grope, there's no hope in the blackness till pure grace restores their sight. And then the image of slavery. Hear the cries of the slaves held in bondage, bound in chains to their lustful deeds. Though oppressed, there's no rest from their labor till strong grace has set them free. And then uh, the, the, I included a stanza of hope. Uh, when God changes um, people, he, he brings them uh, to, to tell their stories of his saving work and, and to sing. Hear the stories of saints trusting Jesus, boasting in his forgiving love. Hear their voices rejoice as they worship. His rich grace inspires their song. And uh, the chorus is Acts twenty six eighteen. the commission uh, God gave to Paul. He said, I, I am sending you to open their eyes that they may turn from the darkness to the light, from the power of Satan to God. That they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among all those who are sanctified by faith in me. 
stumbling round in their endless night. Though they crawl, there's no hope in the blackness till pure grace restores their sight. I am sending you to open their eyes that they may turn from the darkness to the light. I am sending you to open their eyes that they may turn from Satan's power to God. Hear the cries of the slaves held in bondage, bound in chains to their lustful deeds. Though oppressed, there's no rest from their labors, till strong grace has set them free. Hear the stories of saints trusting Jesus, boasting in his forgiving love. Hear their voices rejoice as they worship his rich grace inspires their song. I am sending you to open their eyes that they may turn from the darkness to the light. I am sending you to open their eyes that they may turn from Satan's power to God. They may receive forgiveness, and they may receive an inheritance among all those sanctified by faith in me. That they may receive forgiveness, and they may receive an inheritance among all those sanctified by faith in me. I am sending you to open their eyes that they may turn from the darkness to the light. I am sending you to open their eyes that they may turn from Satan's power to God. If you have your Bibles, can you turn to Psalm 27? I can still uh, briefly share some of our uh, our past 11 months. We we've been now 11 months in Cambodia, and all of our focus has been on learning the language. 
uh, and we still have a ways to go. Um, but uh, one of the blessings, um, I, you shared one of the most sobering things that happened, of course, was our neighbor passing away. Um, but the, one of the biggest blessings was um, God providing a tutor for me um, that was, he's an unbeliever, but um, very interested in, in the gospel and Christianity. Um, he had a, a mutual friend, a Cambodian, who was a believer and had already been witnessing to him. And uh, so I've been with him for about seven months now. Uh, he comes five days a week, um, two hours a day with me, and uh, has been teaching me and included in my, my study, I'm going through different discipleship material in the Cambodian language, um, for me to learn all the religious terms. And, uh, and he is from this, uh, is very interested in learning more about the Bible. Uh, I shared with him a New Testament that was both English and Cambodian, uh, and he has started reading it and has almost finished the book of Matthew. And uh, it's been so encouraging for me to have him come and even have uh, different questions about things he's reading. Um, he's still, I cannot see his heart. It seems that uh, he, um, he says, I want to take more time. I want to find out more of everything um, Christianity has before I make this big decision um, to follow, follow Christ because I know and uh, I'm glad he realizes this. He says, I know it will be um, at a cost. If I choose to follow Christ, my family's going to reject me. And um, he said, I'm glad that my wife, my wife uh, says that she will um, accept me. And, and, and she says it's okay if I choose a different religion. But the rest of my family, I know, is going to um, reject me. So uh, you can pray for him. Uh, his name is Savuin. Uh, and... Pray that God would continue to open his heart and give us chances to shed light to him. And it's been encouraging for me, especially being uh, so limited by language. You know, we're, we're there to, to share the message that has power to open their eyes, but we cannot without learning their language. And, um, but here is, here is someone God brought who can speak English, and uh, that each day I have a chance to, not om- almost every day, get a chance to share some, some light with him. I'm so thankful for your partnership in the gospel with us. We think of you all often, and uh, um, I don't know if all of you realize you were the the last church that we spent time at before we we headed off to Cambodia, and you were the ones that finally uh, crossed us over the support level we needed um, to go um, while we were here. Um, Because of your support, we let our mission agency know, and they said, you can go. And so we we got tickets and uh, headed out 11 months ago. So thank you. Thank you for your faithful support and your prayers. Um, and it's such a joy to be, be a part of God's, God's church and knowing uh, that we are not alone. Because uh, sometimes we feel alone uh, being um, by ourselves, but, but it's encouragement to have you as a part of, part of the work with us through prayer. As our, our whole year we look back, it's, it's been a year of blessing. And we are so grateful to God. Uh, we have not faced a lot of a lot of hardships and uh, discouragement here and there, but overall, uh, it's just it's been a year of blessing, and we thank God for that. So, Psalm twenty-seven is where I want to look tonight, and uh, I want to consider consider how how we deal with uh, worries and threats that that come our way. Oftentimes, when we face uh, present or even future threats. Um, our first reaction is to fear, 
and to worry. Um, but uh, here in the, this passage, it shows us the confidence that we can have in God in the midst of facing threats. Threats, uh, for example, of health. Uh, what's going to happen to my health? It's going um, to go get even worse. Uh, threats uh, could be financial. You know, taxes are due very soon. Um, am I going to have enough to pay? Uh, they could be relational, a difficult relationship that, that we have and, and uh, worrying about what, what is going to happen uh, the next time I see this person. Whatever it is, is our, our sinful hearts naturally respond with fear. And uh, we find ourselves uh, gripped by fear and, and the fear takes away all our joy and all of our spiritual strength um, because this, this one threat has just um, uh, filled our minds and we're worrying over it. Uh, here in this psalm, we see that when we are faced with these, these present or future threats, that we can remain confident in God. And we do that by remembering his past faithfulness and by daily seeking to know him better. Here David is faced with threats. His threat is his enemies uh, who want to kill him. And uh, verse 12 of chapter 27 really shows us uh, shows us these enemies. He says, Deliver me not over into the will of mine enemies. For false witnesses are risen against me, up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. So here, these enemies are, are coming against him with, with false accusations. They're deceitful. They're getting other people to lie about David and uh, filled with this deceit. And not only are they deceitful, but they're cruel. And they breathe out cruelty. Uh, if you if you eat a lot of garlic, uh, people usually find out about it, right? It comes out with your breath. And here, these these wicked men, they they breathe out cruelty because cruelty is is in the depths of their being. They're cruel and and want to express their cruelty toward David. And you see this a picture of this cruelty actually back in verse two. It says, "When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh." Here's a picture uh, of, of cruelty that's used for animals, wild animals, that, uh, an animal that wants to sink its teeth into its prey and rip it apart. Um, here's a picture David gives of his enemies that just want his destruction. They are bent on destroying him. And so here is David has the opportunity. Uh, he probably is very tempted to fear, to be controlled by fear and worry. But he does not. Let fear control him. Uh, we see in this psalm a psalm of confidence. And I want to read now um, the, first, the first six verses and, and consider the confidence that David expresses. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should arise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. 
And now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Two of the, the threats and struggles that, um, that I faced this last year, um, particularly because of where we're at, is um, one of them being health and one of them being language. Um, health is, is something we think about often with the food uh, in Cambodia being um, all the, the vegetables and, uh, and meats you have to be very careful with because of all the bacteria and because of worms. And uh, every day we're thinking about how can we do the best job to keep, um, keep stuff from living things to enter our bodies and, uh, and even drink in the water. We fill water. Um, and, and beyond the food is, is the daily um, battle with mosquitoes. Um, we make sure our, our children sleep under mosquito nets. And uh, they have these nice, um, I don't know if any of you have seen these, um, look like tennis rackets that are, have electric, um, they're charged with batteries, but we can zap the mosquitoes. And, uh, and so I'm often walking around the house zapping them because uh, it's not just for our discomfort, but the mosquitoes carry, um, most of them don't carry malaria where we're at, but they carry um, dengue fever is a disease that um, they carry that's very common. In, in Phnom Penh, where we live, um, even recently in the last few months, a missionary family had a, had their son uh, hospitalized for four days because of um, this this dengue fever that you get really high fevers with. And so there's so there's many opportunities for us to to take these things and let let these overcome us with fear. Uh, and God's been uh, working on us to to trust Him more and be confident in Him. Um, and even with the language, uh, there's. We've been 11 months now studying. We study, both of us combined, about 40 hours a week. Um, and, and still, some days we have really, uh, really slow days and feel like we're getting nowhere. And we're spending all this energy trying to, to learn this language and practice with people. And then um, some days we have good days and bad days. And, and we're faced with this fear of, uh, am I ever going to learn this language? Am I ever going to be able to clearly speak to these people? And and share with them the message, and, and uh, we wonder that, and sometimes it, it, it discourages me. Uh, but this, this passage God has used uh, to point out to me where my confidence should be in God, and uh, I hope it will be an encouragement the same to you. So David's confidence, we see this in, in verse 1. He starts out not talking about um, his fears, but talking about who God is, and that he doesn't have to be afraid. He, he describes God as, the Lord is my light and my salvation. And he says, the Lord is my strength. Here are these, these pictures of who God is. God is, our, is, is a light. And uh, that can mean uh, several things as an image of light. Um, it's even hard to define what light is. Uh, but here, the light can sometimes mean purity. It can sometimes mean uh, focus on God's truth. Here, it's focusing on his powerful protection um, as light overcomes darkness, and as light, this whole this whole passage is in, is in the context of a, of military terms. Uh, light is is so uh, needful for um, for protection of knowing where your enemies are and who's coming against you. As we we all know, with um, if you have a floodlight on your house, um, the floodlight helps um, to notify if something moves, um, a thief coming. A light will prevent a thief from coming because. 
um, thieves work under darkness. And uh, here he says, God is my light. I can be confident. I don't have to be afraid of what's unknown in the dark because God is my light. He's my protection. And he's powerful too. Light overcomes darkness. Um, and so here God is his light and his salvation. He's the one who comes in and rescues him out of difficult situations and challenges. Uh, and his, his rescuer is near. And then the Lord is my strength. The word for strength also has the idea of protection. As a, as a, it's also translated stronghold and refuge. Um, a God who has, is, is like walls around you and can protect from an evil foe coming against you. And so all these pictures here bring, uh, bring David to, to have this confidence and not this fear. And then he goes in um, and expresses his confidence in verse 3 by saying, Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. He says, uh, even if, even if uh, the army comes against me, and it's a bad thing when your enemy has completely surrounded you, you're surrounded and you can't run. There's nowhere you can go. He said, it doesn't matter because my confidence is in God, my light. Because my, my enemies are not stronger than my light. And they're not stronger than my stronghold, my rescuer. He is, he is more powerful than them. And, uh, and then he says, even if war should rise against me, even if there's, there's a battle charge, they're not surrounding him, but now they're charging toward him and attacking him, I will not be afraid. It doesn't matter. Uh, these, no matter what situation he finds himself in, because of his steady confidence in God. And then we see his confidence in, in God's protection in verse 5. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. Uh, here God, when enemies want to know where David is, God can hide him out of their view. As God did so many times with Saul. Uh, Saul so foolishly chased after David. And again and again, he just misses him. And even as close as you know the, the story of him in the cave is right there with him, but God was hiding David. He was protecting him. And uh, here's this picture of God's being his defender. But not just his defender, but God um, enables him to go on the offense against his enemies. And that's the last part of verse 5. He shall set me up upon a rock, and now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. In, in military um, in military terms, this is very significant because back before, of course, um, any of our modern weapons, it's bows and arrows and spears and so forth. And, and uh, height is a, is a tremendous advantage uh, when, you're, when you're in a battle. And so here he's saying, God picks me up and lifts me up on a rock, and I have the supreme position to conquer my enemies. He's lifting me up um, high. My head's above my enemies, and here you, you even get the idea of that here he's conquering his enemies, and God's giving him victory. And then he concludes with this confidence in the end of verse 6. He's going to get victory. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Here David is in the midst of, of uh, threatening enemies, but here he's looking past, past the point of his enemy's defeat and saying, uh, it's going to happen. They're going to be defeated, and I'm going to be praising God for this. Uh, is, is this what, what I do? Is this what we do uh, when we, we're overcome with this, this threat right before us? 
looking past it and say, oh, I see God's going to give me grace through this threat, and at the end of it, I'm going to praise him. I'm going to offer up thanksgiving to God for the grace he gave me to pass through this or to overcome this. God's going to get me through this. Here's this, this beautiful confidence uh, that we can see uh, and learn from. But as, as we see this, yes, this, this is something we need in our lives, not the, the fruit of fear growing on us, but the fruit of confidence. How, how do we, we get this? What is, what is the root of this, this fruit that grows on our trees of confidence? And you probably might have noticed I skipped some verses uh, because these are the roots here. Uh, there's two of them in this portion. The first is in verse 2. When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Here, David remembers God's past faithfulness. How can we have such confidence in the midst of threats that come our way? Looking back and seeing, God has been faithful to me this far. Again and again and again, he has brought me through many threats, through many dangers. I've already come. He's brought me this far. And so I know this present circumstance, he's going to continue to be the same God he has been. And he is going to give me the grace I need to face this present threat today. He's the God who's helped me in ages past. He's my hope for years to come. Uh, How many times is the word remember um, spoken in in Deuteronomy? Where God says, remember, remember, remember. And uh, so here is... Here's a, a key for us to apply when we face these threats, taking back time to think back on God's faithful acts toward us. God commands us this because our, our natural response is to forget. We are so often focused on the here and now, we forget to recount his deeds and what he's done for us. But truly, he has been faithful to us. So we don't need to fear and be overcome by present threats. Not only does he remember past faithfulness, but... Here, I think the, the very, even most foundational of all is verse 4. He daily sought to know God better. Verse 4, One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. I cannot uh, even skim the surface of the treasures of this verse. Uh, it is so precious. It is um, perhaps it describes David's, David's life verse, his, his life mission, his whole purpose of existence. Um, and you notice that even by the first word, the one thing. You notice the, uh, the, the primacy of his request. This is, this is um, primary. This is foundational. This is my preeminent desire, he says. Um, and this is a desire that he's asking God for, something that he seeks after. And uh, notice the frequency of his request. He says, one thing have I desired of the Lord, one thing I've been seeking after. It's, it's what I've been doing in the past. He says, and that I will seek after now. It's continual. This is, this is, my, this is my life purpose, he says. I'm going to continue from past to present. I still need to seek it. And, and then what is the essence of his request? The one thing that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. The word dwell, to stay, to live uh, in God's house. 
the tabernacle is specifically what he's referring to. He's emphasizing the relational, uh, his relationship with God. The, if you want to get to know somebody, you, you live with them. You will get to know them really well. You'll know what they, what they love, what they like to talk about, what they like to do. And uh, if we want to get... Here he's, he's talking about getting to know God by living with Him, dwelling with Him. The time of, of interaction with God, dwelling in His house. And he says, all the days of my life, here he doesn't want to ever be cut off from, I'll just know him for this portion, and then, then I'm good. Uh, God intends for us to know him all the days of our life, to the very end. One thing I've asked of the Lord, I, I desired after the Lord in the past, and I'm continuing, I want to do it all the days of my life. I want to dwell in God's house. And, and what are the activities? Uh, there's two mentioned here. What does he do in God's house? This is what I want, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. So first, he wants to see the beauty of the Lord. Uh, the word beauty is, is the all-compassing um, desirableness of God. That God is altogether desirable. He's filled with, uh, with delightfulness. And... Um, the more we see him, the more we, we truly are filled with his delight. The more our whole beings are just overcome with delight when we see how, how loving God is toward me. And it excites our hearts the more we see his love and the more we see his wisdom, the more we see his power, the more we see his holiness and his glory and his faithfulness. God is infinite. Every single one of his attributes and his characteristics are infinite. And so here, uh, David wants us to know more and more all the days of his life. He wants to behold God more and more. And his heart is just filled with more and more delight in God. Every single day, he wanted to wake up with that intense desire to want to know more of God. And truly, this, uh, this is, is the real power that gives us the confidence, uh, the confidence in the face of threats when we are actively pursuing our relationship with God. The fears fall away and the confidence grows. So here he's beholding, he wants to behold God's beauty and to inquire in his temple. And the word, the word inquire is used a handful of other times. Um, just a few times, it's, it's used to talk about a Levite priest examining uh, leprosy to make sure someone's healed. Uh, so there's like a medical, a medical example examining to see if something's better. It's also used uh, to talk about differentiating between animals. Is this one weak or is this one strong? And it's used. It is used to um, talk about at an altar, inquiring about future um, one time. And it's also used to be referring to the importance of thoughtfully reflecting before you make a promise. Or a vow, not just making a rash vow, but being thoughtful in Proverbs. And then last of all, it's used in Ezekiel, talking about God seeking out sheep. He diligently seeks out the sheep. And so uh, the whole idea, one word that I, I felt like encapsulated all these is investigate. Thoughtfully investigating who God is. There's this desire to search out and know everything about who God is. Um, and to give effort in this discovery. 
So practically, what, what does that mean? Investigating who God is. Practically, it means carving out time in our lives to get alone with God and to open His Word and to plead with Him, God, show me more of Yourself. I want to know You. And then coming and gazing upon Him in His Word and taking His Word and meditating on it and engaging the mind and reading His Word and seeing who he, who he is and taking delight in who He is in His Word and taking that throughout daily life and thinking it over in your mind and speaking of it with everyone around you. This is, this is what God intends for us. He made us to know Him. He made us to walk in a relationship with Him. And uh, when we fail to do this, one of the warning signs, just like when a check engine light comes on in our cars, tells us something is wrong. When we begin to be overcome with worry and fear, it's, it's the engine light coming on in our, our lives. Uh-oh, I am not seeking a relationship with God. I am not prioritizing Him first. Uh, here, this is, this is what God intends for me to dwell with Him. And then the confidence arises and the fears go aside because I know He will care for me. He will guide me. His grace will be sufficient for me because He's with me. And this, this is exactly what Psalm 9.10 says. Those who know your name put their trust in you. You trust the people you know. And the more we know God, the more we will trust Him and be confident. So this week before, before all of us, before me, I know I will face some, some threats, some worries uh, that I can let overcome me. But when we face them this week, let's remain confident in God, remembering what He's done and also seeking Him diligently, wanting to know Him more. Thank you for letting me share. You can certainly tell the hand of the Lord is upon Matt, and we thank you for sharing with us, especially your music and the preaching. Not just the music more than the preaching, but it was such a blessing to us. Share with us, uh, I know we mentioned the difficulty of the language. What is the most difficult thing about the language that, that you're having to learn, that we could pray, that the folks could pray with you about? Uh, what the, the area we need work to work with most is taking the words... We've memorized a lot of vocab. We've, God's helped us to be able to read it, uh, but taking all these words and putting them together into you know, sentences that, that flow the right way and that make sense uh, is, is really needful. And it, we, we really need to have more time to practice and more opportunities to practice with people. Um, it's, it's difficult for us to connect with the people they see us and think, yeah. So, so. Can, you, can you talk with people? Uh, on, on a low, yeah. everyday conversation, yeah. but it quickly... Well, that's amazing in 11 yeah. months because it's, it's such a difficult language, isn't it? Is it it's is. tonal, is it not? It's not tonal. Most of the surrounding areas are, oh, okay. but it, thankfully it is not. <laughs> that, 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 from what I understand, that would be a, a blessing. Yes. You know? so. What are, are some other pressing things that you'd like, or just needful things you'd like for us to pray for? Um, we, you can pray for God's uh, guidance and, well, not just our daily learning, but how to uh, plan what, what things to do next. Uh, we have um, different opportunities like this summer to get to uh, spend uh, going through a course of uh, Khmer, the language with a, a course that's taught in the city. And then our future plans, we have our plans right now is one more year to uh, focus full-time on language, and we have uh, another family missionary family that's um, farther north, about 10 hours, that 
um, is welcoming us to come and learn from them uh, for a year. And so we are planning to go intern with them and shadow him. He has lots of years of experience of good. teaching Cambodians. So. Any questions you may have for Matt tonight? We have this rare opportunity to have him here with us. Anything you want to know about? All right, Tamika. Well, I guess yes. you know, the daily getting of food and that kind of stuff. Yes, yeah, they do have uh, they have two grocery stores that are close to us. Most people shop in the markets, but uh, most of the foods at the at the grocery stores are a little safer for us. So we we uh, you can imagine in the market it has the flies and everything else yes, that goes along with all with the that. meats are covered yeah. with flies. So we try to get the covered meats. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> So the, the cleanliness, you know, that is something you have to do. Just give me a little bit of a process of what do you have to do to make sure everything's okay. Well, if we have any fresh vegetables, uh, we have to um, put them in bleach water and soak them. And then uh, well, after that's after thoroughly washing them and trying to get any dirt and bugs off of them. And, um, so we don't do <laughs> fresh vegetables a lot. Uh, uh, it's a lot of work. That, yeah, there's... <laughs> There's, uh, there's some uh, frozen vegetables in the capital where we're at, and so we're taking advantage of that, actually shipped some from, they're from the United States. Um, so we're thankful for the conveniences we have now, though we plan to go out in the provinces where it's going to be more difficult. But our purpose right now is, is really language study, not to spend all day preparing right. food and trying to live. Right. Right. So. But it's, it's necessary, but it's, it's a big hindrance in a way, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. What? Yeah, we want to hear about the baby. <laughs> yes. Yes, our little Hope is three months old now. Uh, she's growing, growing quickly. She's now responsive. And She'll a, be the one to teach you the language, I guarantee you. Those little, those little ones, let them learn it, and they can teach. They'll learn it just like that, won't they? Yeah. yeah. So she's doing well. She Mama is. doing okay. Mm-hmm. And her, little, her big brothers love her yeah. a lot. They That's come great. and sing to her and cuddle with her. That's and. Great. That's exciting. Yeah. Other questions? Yes, Kim. Yeah, talk to us. Okay. Soksabaiti uh, day is um, how are you today? Um, uh, what else can I say? Oh man, thinking another language here. I've left Cambodia. Hard to I can say uh, part of the Lord's Prayer because I say that often. Alpra obadana yunknyom da kungno stam boromasa oi. Some other questions. Yes. Okay. Um, they, yeah, there's, medically, they, um, most people don't go to the hospitals and the doctors, even though there are that available now. They um, have different, uh, myths that they believe to heal things. One of them is if you get a cut, then you catch a fly and mash it into your cut. And uh, my tutor found out by experience that that didn't work. <laughs> oh, my. That's just that's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. So, what is your relationship with him? Uh, I mean, it's pretty, I would say, closer. I mean, he, he shares a lot of things with me that surprise me sometimes. Oh, but... Uh, yeah. 
So we need to look, ask the Lord to give him favor with him that that relationship would, would develop to the point where he could uh, lead him to a saving knowledge of Christ. We're mm-hmm. going to specifically ask for that. And his, give us his name. I wrote it down, but it, I did it phonetically. So you can write it down, S-A-V-O-O-N, Savuun. Savuun, all right. That, that's, that's easy enough, isn't it?